Welcome to the Passel Podcast CMO Series. Welcome to the Passel CMO Series podcast, where we discuss all things marketing and business development in the legal space. In the last few years, there has been significant transformation in how law firms and their clients operate and interact on a day-to-day basis. One firm that is certainly doing things very differently to when it was founded a hundred years ago is leading Canadian law firm Bennett Jones. As Bennett Jones celebrates its centennial year this year with a commemorative communications campaign, Firm First, 100 Years of Service and Trust, we are very lucky to talk to Lisa Azulo, Chief Marketing Officer, about the challenges facing the legal teams in today's climate. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Charles. Thank you for having me. Well, they certainly weren't having Zoom calls um, 100 years ago when uh, um, Bennett Jones were formed, hey? The good old days. For those listening, um, just to paint a picture, Lisa's out in Canada and I'm here in Wales in in the UK. So the joys of modern technology. We definitely are uh, very fortunate, uh, especially over the last two years. It's made uh, what we accomplished this year possible. Absolutely. Well, so you've only been at Bennett Jones for seven of those 100 years, um, but you've been in the the legal marketing industry for for over 20 years. So maybe to kick things off, you can tell us a bit about your journey to becoming the CMO at Bennett Jones. Thanks, Charles. Uh, I'll keep it brief, but basically uh, 2023 will mark 30 years since I graduated from law school at University of Montreal. At the time, I was a very naive 22-year-old, heavily influenced by years of reading Nancy Drew, Sherlock Holmes, Agatha Christie, and even Rumpel of the Bailey uh, for the Brits out there. Uh, I thought a career in criminal law was the only path for me and soon realized it was a world I think I was unprepared for. So after a few meandering twists in the legal industry, I discovered legal marketing Uh, which I didn't know existed at the time. And once I discovered it, there was no turning back. And I've had excellent experiences at a number of large Canadian law firms, uh, as well as a stint in the financial services sector. So when I joined uh, Bennett Jones back in 2016, I was excited about being back in legal. And it's been an honor to be there, particularly throughout the centennial year. Fantastic. So um, some of those books you were describing, I thought you, you um, rather than pursuing a, a, a legal career, you were going to set up shop like Sherlock Holmes doing a bit of <laughs> investigating. It was tempting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the firm has a very established history. And as we mentioned, celebrating its centennial year this year. Can you tell us a bit about the campaign and its objectives when you first started that project? Sure. So a hundred year milestone is no small feat. In fact, I read that less than half a percent of all companies in the United States have survived more than a hundred years and only about 12% make it beyond the 26 year mark. So we knew we had to celebrate. And the first question we asked ourselves was who will care? Um, Because a lot of people did question that. Will anyone outside the firm care? And uh, we discussed that and identified three primary audiences. Our people here with us today, uh, our alumni who helped train and mentor generations of talent at the firm, and our clients who helped us get here. As our chairman often uh, stated in his remarks throughout this year, without our clients, there would be no Bennett Jones. So with these audiences, our goal was to express gratitude, inspire pride and loyalty, and reinforce our commitment 
to being not only the best employer, but also the best legal advisor to take people through into the next century. Um, and in addition, we also obviously as marketers sought to use this opportunity to create brand awareness and attract new talent and attract new clients. Um, a lot has been written in the past about our first 75 years, but the lesser known story is that of the firm's growth on Bay Street over the past 25 years. And we felt strongly that that was a story that needed to be told. Having those three um, key audiences, did, did that shape how, how you were doing things? Absolutely. We, we needed to find a way to generate excitement internally about this, this centennial, while at the same time finding a way to connect with external audiences um, in a way that was meaningful. You know, we didn't want, we didn't assume that the rest of the world would care. We needed to make it interesting to them. So it was, it was about trying to demonstrate the impact that the firm had um, over businesses, over the legal industry and legal professionals over the course of a century. So that, that aspect of demonstrating that impact was important to us. Uh, and I do feel like we've had a number of experiences throughout this year that, that proved that people were interested in learning about what the firm contributed to the Canadian economy and legal sector. And uh, it may have either reinforced uh, images or impressions they had of the firm or strengthened them or established new understanding of the firm that didn't exist previously. And obviously, over the past few years, the whole world has had to adapt to new ways of working and respond to many changes. Can you tell us about how working on this campaign through the pandemic impacted the project and, and any challenges that, that it brought about? Oh, there were countless. Honestly, um, it's only when I look back at what we accomplished during the years 2020 and 2021 in particular, that I think to myself, how on earth did we do it? Um, in the moment, I think we just pivoted and did whatever it took to get the job done. Uh, but there's no doubt in my mind that things were more complex. They were more time consuming and just basically more difficult as a result of not being able to work as teams in person uh, not being able to review archives and archives of materials in person and rounds of content and design edits face-to-face. Um, -face. So we, we definitely had to embrace technology and Zoom and WebEx and every kind of virtual platform possible. Um, and I would say that it, it definitely added a, a number of layers of complexity. Yeah, and I guess that not being able to work in person obviously is a, is a challenge for your team but but also the key focus of the campaign is about demonstrating gratitude and commitment to the firm's clients how did you reflect that during a time when it was impossible to meet with the people in person and and continue to to build those relationships so as things continued to be unpredictable um throughout our planning stages in, in 2021, we decided to save most of our in-person celebrations for later into the year 2022. Uh, so late summer and uh, throughout the fall of 2022, all the while keeping our fingers uh, and I guess and toes crossed that by then we'd be able to gather in proper celebratory fashion with all our audiences. Um, definitely a wise decision because had we planned for earlier in the year, we would have found ourselves having to reschedule and, and pivot constantly. Um, and until then, we didn't just sit on our laurels, we leveraged other channels to generate buzz and excitement 
Uh, we launched in March of 2022, it's the official launch of our campaign with a thoughtful video message from our chairman and CEO and with a centennial microsite that was a bit of a teaser to our book, which was uh, released later in the year. Um, and we also had branding across all our internal and external platforms and social media and added centennial touches wherever and whenever appropriate to events, whether they be virtual or smaller intimate events uh, throughout the year. So this gave us the opportunity to engage with people in, in smaller yet meaningful ways throughout the year. We also had opportunities to engage with clients and alumni while we were working on the project. Uh, going as far back even as 2019, because we started interviews for the book well before the pandemic. Um, and, and doing these interviews with alumni and uh, video interviews with both members of the firm, alumni and clients was incredibly fulfilling. And I think having those moments of connectivity throughout uh, the year helped um, fill some of the voids that were left as a result of not being able to gather in person. So Lisa, for the benefit of those people listening, can you tell us a bit more about that book and what it, what it includes? Sure. Thanks, Charles. So the book is Firm First, 100 Years of Service and Trust. And it's a book that chronicles the history of Bennett Jones. Um, if you're wondering why Firm First, we describe that as a philosophy at the firm, a philosophy that holds as paramount the interests and welfare of the firm and our clients. Um, it really was a lot of fun working on this book because we had to go through archives and archives of imagery, um, both, both digital and physical images, in many cases, uh, very old, old imagery that we had to find ways to scan and make uh, usable in this format. A lot had been written about the firm with respect to its first 75 years, but what had not been written yet was the last quarter of a century. And that last quarter for Bennett Jones is significant because it is the foray on Bay Street, the only firm from the West to have come eastwards into Canada, um, defied the odds and really became a tier one player on Bay Street. And that story was one that had to be told. So we tried to create this visual, interesting coffee table style book that recounts the history and the impact Bennett Jones had as early as 1922 and in establishing energy law in Canada, but also goes through the more recent years of building the brand uh, in Toronto in particular, and uh, just expanding outside Canadian borders, being where clients needed us to be, um, and touching also on our impact on community, on diversity and women in the law in particular, um, and just the general impact that the firm and our people has had over the course of a century. It's a, a fun story and the idea is we wanted it to be in a format that whether you opened it up at page 71 or page 160, uh, it's interesting and it would have you want to keep reading. That sounds incredible. And I, I guess in an, an increasingly digital world, there's always space for a book. So I imagine it was, I mean, that was really well received by your clients. It was. So we, we launched in March with the microsite, which was a bit of a teaser of the book. It had some of the visuals from the book and excerpts from the book, because at that point in time, when we launched the microsite, the book was going to print. Um, and the print process, uh, going back to your question about some of the challenges as a result of, of 
executing this campaign during the pandemic, uh, we did experience a lot of those challenges with regards to third-party relationships, whether it was supply chain shortages on paper or other stock for the cover of the book, uh, challenges with staff shortages at vendors, all this to say that our physical books were not in hand until the end of September. And so the microsite served as our um, uh, landing ground, I guess, for teasers on the story. And when the book was received, we gifted it at each of our, of our centennial events throughout the fall, both to our, our staff uh, and to our clients and alumni and friends who were invited to those events. And the response has been fabulous. Fantastic. And um, just to jump back into uh, the, the way your, your team operated, and obviously when you were trying to pull this campaign together during that uh, period of remote and hybrid working, how did that affect the motivation and momentum of this? And how did you go about tackling that and keeping the momentum up during that campaign? Oh, I have to say I have the best team ever, hands down. I think in 2020, we were powered by adrenaline. In 2021, we were probably powered by sheer volume of work and willpower. And uh, 2022, I say, was powered by determination, grit, and a good dose of humor. And throughout it all, I think we kept momentum up by caring deeply about our work and mainly about each other. When we spoke before, we talked about the general pressures of today's legal marketing industry, particularly around the challenges around talent retention. Did these affect the campaign and how did you go about resolving any of those challenges? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think, um, as mentioned just, just previously, we, you know, caring about each other and our work and approaching things with calm and humor definitely helps just generally, despite a centennial campaign, I think just those in legal marketing know that it's a high pressure, fast paced and often unforgiving industry. So you really need to look out for each other and support each other through it all. Um, but I would definitely say that the year 2022 was the most challenging by far of my career. Um, and the challenge is driven not, yes, the volume of work was incredibly high and we had our centennial on top of everything else. But what I found most challenging were issues around people management and communications. And I think it's because when you combine high volumes of work with tight timelines, external factors that were often outside of our control, and emotional anxiety at an all-time high, that's a recipe for disaster. And when I talk about emotional anxiety, it's that 2022 was a difficult year for a lot of people. Right when we thought we were out of the pandemic and things were gonna go back to normal, we found ourselves back in lockdown. And for those outside of Canada, they, they might not realize how slow we were to get back to um, more regular routines uh, north of the border or uh, west of the, uh, of the Atlantic. <laughs> um, so it, it definitely made uh, the year more challenging. And the fact that we managed to pull it all off without the loss of talent uh, or sanity is something I, I'm incredibly proud of my team for. Uh, but I would be lying if I said it was all perfect. I think the key is that uh, we need to learn from mishaps when they happen and we need to move on. 
and we also need to give people grace and forgiveness. So we try to celebrate successes. We try to allow everyone the freedom to take chances, uh, pivot when we need to, and not harp on um, the mistakes or the issues or, or the mishaps when they happen, because at the end of the day, they, they do. And uh, this year was, was particularly challenging. Let's draw a line under the, the challenges. Something I'm perhaps <laughs> more interested in is this truly impressive campaign can you tell us a bit about the successes you've seen since launching it and maybe some of the highs that have made all that hard work worthwhile? So we're, we're just actually in the process as I do this interview with you, we're uh, early December. So we're compiling our year in review and it will include a separate analysis of all things Centennial because I really want to try to measure the impact as best as possible of all the activation on the, around the campaign that was above and beyond all the other work of the department because our general marketing strategy and plans did continue, whether that be pitches, media relations, content uh, on, on a multitude of legal issues throughout the year, um, things didn't stop. So, so definitely it was um, a heavy workload for the department and we're looking right now at what we accomplished throughout the year and it's incredibly rewarding. Um, we can look at online stats on reach and exposure, and that's what we're compiling. But at the end of the day, nothing beats the comments we receive from our people and our clients. The number of messages I've received and others at the firm have received, messages of gratitude, requests for copies of our book, um, and most of all, the excitement of our people when they received our centennial gifts. So earlier this fall, we included... Um, we, we gave each of our people at the firm a gift that included uh, a copy of the book, a branded sweater, uh, which I'm actually wearing now, and a, a real silver pin of our icon, all of which were intended to reflect uh, the firm values of creativity, collegiality, and influence, and the uh, feedback upon the receipts of those gifts, which came again with a heartfelt message from our chairman and CEO was, was just fabulous. Uh, then we saw energy and camaraderie and excitement at each of our centennial events. It started with a partner's uh, gala in Calgary, our, our place of birth back in May, uh, themed a la 1920s, um, summer events in each of our offices uh, late in the summer, which in many cases was the first time many of our people were we're either meeting for the first time or seeing each other in person for a very long time. And then our Friends of Bennett Jones events across our offices in the fall, where we celebrated our birthday with alumni clients and our community partners. Each of those moments and the reactions that flowed from them truly, truly made the efforts of this year worthwhile. Um, and what I would add is if you want to experience a bit of that joy and excitement, uh, I would encourage you to have a listen to our Centennial video. Uh, it's available on our website and on our Centennial microsite. And it's a, a short video with some interviews with our people and our clients and alumni on uh, 100 years of taking care of business. I'm sure uh, Bachman Turner owner Overdrive uh, weren't thinking about a business law firm when they wrote Taking Care of Business, uh, but that song sure does sum up our story beautifully. Fantastic. And, and I bet those those positive comments and that excitement from, from your people um, and that idea of, of, of the firm first, what that says to me is, is one of your 
the big things you were trying to do is is just create this this team you know uh create that that sort of firm first feeling where everybody's part of that team whether they're your clients your your people your alumni and um, you're really pushing for that that strong sense of we're we're one big family one big team absolutely and and you know i've talked about how it was challenging to produce this throughout the pandemic but at the same time there was an element of i'm not going to say that it was a, a positive I, I don't like to to use that word associated with the pandemic however bringing people together with that kind of excitement after that long period of anxiety and, and separation just around the world made this campaign all the more uh, exciting, I would say. Brilliant. So to wrap things off today, we're going to jump into a quick fire round. And this is so anyone that's listening can, can learn a little bit more about you. And when they bump into you at a LMA event in the, in the future, they, they've got a few things they can uh, chat to you about if, if, they, if they wish to. Um, so if you're happy, we'll jump into it. Absolutely. So what's your favorite business and non-business book? So on the business front, uh, I'll share this one, which is not technically business, but business. It's a memoir, uh, but it's a memoir that's very much about business, perseverance, and grit. Uh, Shoe Dog by Nike co-founder Phil Knight. Oh, yeah. It's, fab it's fabulous. And I think every marketer should read it and every lawyer should read it because they would realize that even Phil Knight, I think, would not have had the success he had were it not for a really good lawyer and a really good accountant. Um, so it's a fabulous, fabulous book. Real. Oh, and on and on the non-business side, uh, fiction, Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. Nail biting. Oh, fantastic. And um, what was your first job? Uh, two at the same time, uh, hairdresser's assistant and fast food restaurant waitress. Wow. And <laughs> um, what makes you happy at work? Seeing other people happy at work. Ah, oh, lovely. What are you listening to at the moment? This could be podcast, music, audiobook. I just finished Geneva, um, which is an I, I listened to the audiobook. Uh, the book is written by British actor Richard Armitage. Okay. And it's now it's narrated by the same actor together with British actress Nicola Walker. The audiobook is just gripping. It's fabulous. I'll and on podcasts, mm -hmm, it's just terrific. And on podcasts, I enjoy the School of Greatness series by Lewis House real where is your favorite place to visit and why i would say any place where i can enjoy time with my family and friends even if that's our backyard i think the where doesn't really matter if you're in good company fantastic well lisa thanks for joining us today thanks for doing the, the, the quick fire round but also thanks for sharing the lessons learned from implementing um, the, the campaign, Firm First, 100 Years of Service and Trust. So thanks again for, for jumping on. Thank you.